Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Euro Daily Podcast with me, your host with the most hair, Andy Goldstein. And we start today with the England midfielders Jordan Henderson and Calvin Phillips, who have both been speaking ahead of their last 16 tie against Germany. Come on, England, next Tuesday. A game which, of course, is live on TalkSport. Now, Henderson believes everyone in the England camp is excited by the prospect of facing their rivals at Wembley. Richard cutting back on his right foot. Tees that one up towards the edge of the box. Here's a chance for Werner on his right foot. Driven in, Goetzka scored! And Germany are level! Well, it's exciting. Um, it's a huge game um, and one that we'll be looking forward to. So, yeah, we knew whatever uh, team would face, it was going to be a big challenge. And Germany will certainly be that. So, Germany are always a good side. You know, I've, you watched the game the other night. They've got quality all over the pitch. Yeah, it's always going to be a tough test. Milner four for Defoe. Great turn, Defoe, edge of the penalty area. Lampard! Yes! yes! It's in! Yes! It's oh, he hasn't given it! He hasn't it, given it! That's he in! hasn't given it! Unbelievable! That clearly went over the line! It's a special game. Definitely a special game, I think. In recent years, you look at the one that the sort of goal that was over the line that wasn't given, that was probably the standout England-Germany game. I can just remember certain things. Was it the goal that Frank Lampard scored? Yeah, I can remember that goal. And, you know, I can remember Bientat really had a good um, record against Germany, so it'd be nice to obviously play them. They've got world-class players and, you know, Robin Koch as well. He's at Germany as well, so it'd be nice to see him. Oh, it's miles over the line! It is miles over the line! Well, they've waited 44 years to get that one out of their system. That, the Germans will say, is karma. Yeah, it's a special game for the players, for the fans, for everyone, for the neutral watching. It's a big game, and that's what you want to be playing in these tournaments. So it's very exciting. Everybody will be looking forward to it. It's just like any other game, for me, anyway. Um, obviously, I know the rival, rivalry between England and Germany, and I know that you know we've not had a great record uh, when we've played against them, but... To me, it's just another game. It's another game to, you know, to go out and try and win and obviously progress in the tournament. And you know, Germany are a very good team. We need to make sure we're ready. We've got a good few days to prepare, and come Tuesday, we need to be ready to go. Really. Time now to hear from the former Crystal Palace owner, Moni Moni Simon Jordan, who believes it will be a national disgrace if England don't reach at least the final of the Euros. At least the final. Mm, that's interesting. Here he is on White and Jordan on TalkSport. 
here we are at home with everything in our favour. We couldn't have got better draws. We mm. got a very average group with your rotten lot, the Czechs and the Croatians, none of them particularly of any substance. We've got the Germans, we beat the Germans, we can beat the Ukrainians and the Swedes, we can beat these teams, we can beat the teams in the semi-finals. Mm. It will be really an embarrassment, I think, if we do not deliver something of real substance. And substance should mean a minimum semi-final, but really, really, if we're calling it for what it should be, it should be a final. Now, the attention has turned to who will start for England in that last 16 tie against the Germans next week. Shortly, you'll hear from the England legend Stuart Pearce. But first, here's the former France midfielder, David Ginola, who believes Jack Grealish is one of England's very best. Trebien. He's an amazing player. He's very strong. He's quick. He's uh, he's skillful. He's got everything to become one of the greatest. I think you play Saka and you play Grealish, you play Sterling, you play Kane. I think you played a team that played the other night because, for me, Grealish has to play. I don't know why there's this, this talk of him not playing and not being involved. He was brilliant the other night. He makes things happen. He got the assist. He draws defenders. He draws fouls. You know, he commits people. The main thing is I think he's got to keep Grealish in the team. I think he made a huge difference. You can also make a case for Zaka. He will play Kane. He said that. And then I think it's just a, a question whether he brings Mount in, but I think he should uh, keep Grealish in the team. I think they've got to get the <coughs> shackles off and go for it. Honestly. Yeah, just go, like just first play Grealish like, against Czech. Saka did well. Uh, yeah. uh, Grealish has got to play. He oh, I don't absolutely. care what anyone tells has me. To he play. has to play. Grealish has to pay, play even and just let him go on. But go and play and take the Germans on. Why bringing it forward. And then it's an excellent ball. He's found Harry Kane. Kane checks. Good save from the goalkeeper. I think we need to bite the bullet and leave Harry Kane out and mix it up a bit and, and, and give players a chance to have a go there. As much as I love Foden, I think he has to. you have to drop him. He'll play a four, I think. You do? Yeah. OK. So, so my four would be Walker, Stones, Maguire... Sure. Okay. Yeah. Then what are you doing? You're going Rice and Phillips? Rice and Phillips. Mm-hmm. And then the three in front? Sterling, Grealish and Saka. I, yeah, uh, I agree. I, I always have loyalty to, to players that have done, done well. You know, and I think if they got their tails up and they're doing well, then someone else has got to sit and wait their chance to get in. Do you think there's no way Mason Mount can play in this game? No. Okay, and you'd obviously go Harry Kane up front? Yes. Now, what about the opposition and their preparations for Tuesday's game? Shortly, we'll hear from the former German midfielder, Didi Mann. But first is Andy Brassel, who thinks England have a great chance of beating Germany for the first time in a knockout stage of a competition since 1966, where, of course, we went on to... Oh, I didn't say how we did. Mm. Germany progress into the round of 16 at these Euros and they will come to Wembley where they will face England. They've got some issues. That's that's what they've got at the moment, Jim. Um, I, I said before, I, th- I think on here, that even after that really good performance against Portugal, they, they played about as well as they could have played and as well as they have played in a very long time. And... This is a German side that should be so much better with the quality of of players it has. Um, They've got a new start waiting around the corner for them, but it does seem as if Jogi Love has kind of run out of ideas. Germany were were toothless last night Mm. for the most part. It was it was like they were trying to hammer in around a round peg into a square hole for ninety minutes. And Jogi Love reminded me more of Homer Simpson. Uh, at the, the nuclear power plant, <laughs> trying to press 
some button to get something to work. Wow. Like, he just threw on the players. And the, he, I tell you what, he would have, his legacy is already on the line here. It would have taken an absolute hammering had they gone out last night. Kimmich swings this free kick in. It's not all simple yet. Hummels gets the first header high. Havertz has poked it home. Off the top of his head from a yard out. The Germans have equalised. You look at the players that Germany have got out, out wide in Kimmich and Gersens. You yeah. look at Havertz, you know, the form that he's been in for Chelsea towards the end of the season. Nabry through the middle. Rudiger as well. If Neuer, who looks a little bit flaky at times, but if he plays his potential, he's one of the top five goalkeepers in the world. So, look, that is building up the, the Germany team. I think he's got to drop Gundogan now because, um, you know, midfield pairing, as I said at the start of the tournament, you know, I think in, in centre midfield, I think it's very important that you've got two players who are, who are a bit different. They've got to complement each other. And I think it's a similar problem with England. You know, they're, they're both pretty defensive-minded. I think both our players are not defensive-minded. And I think it doesn't help the balance of the team because Kroos got Casemiro behind him at Madrid and, and Gundogan obviously got Rory behind him in uh, Manchester City. So I think he either has to bring Goretzka in or move Kimmich in the middle. For them, I think they've got quite a lot to prove because we know they've got the individual quality to make it difficult for England. And I think you look at the elements in the squad, uh, the options they've got, but collectively, I- I'm not convinced they can put it together. And when we talk about Germany being Germany and Germany being Germany at a tournament, we think of them grinding games out. We think of them being able to get down and dirty and just scrape a 1-0 if they need to. This team can't do that. Now, away from the Euros and the fixtures for the upcoming season in the EFL were released yesterday and it will be Blackpool's first season in the Championship since 2014-15. So let's bring you the reaction from their camp and we'll also hear from the Middlesbrough manager, Neil Warnock, who gave his reaction to TalkSport. Yates trying to turn, sends it up for Dougal again and he smashes it into the goal and Blackpool have come from behind to lead in the playoff final. We're confident going into the season. We know that we have the potential to do really well, but this is football, nothing's given. I'm sure the manager's going to have us ready and raring to go come Bristol City away. Please for everyone that we're back in the championship and I guess wherever we were starting, we were going to be delighted. It's been a, a fantastic two years since Simon bought the club and just delighted for the supporters and everyone. And uh, looking forward to going to Bristol and having a good go against Nigel Pearson and everything he's doing there on the 7th of August. Congratulations to Neil Critchley. Congratulations to Blackpool. They are back in the championship. We got what we deserved last year in terms of promotion. So I think I think it would be difficult for us to go there. But... Equally, it'll just be as uh, difficult for them, I'm sure. That is all about the quality of delivery from McNair. Balassi wheels away. He has got his first for a goal. It's Middlesbrough 1, Watford 1. We've got quite a few Wednesday fixtures now, Ali, because of the red button on the television. And I look at, especially like being at Middlesbrough geographically, how many Wednesday fixtures have we got away from home? And uh, it's one or two games that they don't think about the fans I think they probably forgot about them but it's it's going to be great to have the fans back isn't it Solanke's picked up the loose ball drives into the area can he get it past the keeper he can two goals to nil clinical there from Solanke a good ball running through an opportunity for Forrest and they've got two nil up so soon in the second half Lewis Graben left onto the through ball I think you look at the fixtures Alan and yes you, you know you're, you're full on West Brom Sheffield United coming down are going to be the favourites, and Bournemouth's got a, a super squad uh, and the Welsh club. So, 
Well, the, but every 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 game is so difficult in this in this league that you you can't plan anything. You've just no. got to go and enjoy. It. I think I'm going to enjoy it, mate. And for a full list of the fixtures, you can head to the website, which is talksport.com. Elsewhere, the EFL have since released an interchangeable fixture list for next season for Derby and Wickham, pending the outcome of their investigation into the club's finances. Here's Simon Jordan, who thinks there could be more trouble ahead for the Rams. There goes the full-time whistle. Derby County have saved themselves on final day with a 3-3 draw, but in doing so, they relegate their opponents here. Sheffield Wednesday. Derby, in the meantime, have just uh, made a statement, and they say the club disputes that any points deduction at any time is appropriate and disputes that it's lawful for the EFL to seek to impose one retrospectively, altering the final league placing. I don't think Derby will appeal. I think the EFL will appeal to ramp up the narrative and move it into points. And I think Derby are trying to get ahead of this and suggest that any points that may be taken from them cannot be retrospective. And in fairness to them, there's no precedent for it. And I don't think the disciplinary panel will recommend or the EFL try to implement a retrospective points penalty. I think it's more likely to be a current one but it then leads on to something even more challenging for Derby because they've got to produce they've got to go and rewrite their last three years accounts because the the way that they valued their players on their balance sheet has now been told you can't do it that way you've got to do it a different way now if that brings out Derby losing more than £39 million over that three year period Derby are not only going to get sanctioned for their accountancy principles they're moving into territory of being sanctioned for breaches of financial fair play. I know that Wickham, when we played them, the beaters at the end, that last game of the season, they were furious that things were being allowed to drag on when uh, they thought it should, the decision should have been made during last season. You know, mm. I mean, the fact is, Simon, we're seven weeks away from the start of the new season, and Wickham have been dragged into this as sure. well because they don't know. But, but until Derby but, but, know their but, but, fate, but Wickham will be dragged in with, a, with an upside. Potential, so they're going to get on with whatever they got to get on with, right? Oh yeah, but I mean they've got to plan as well, though. Well, of course they have, and they'll plan for what's in front of them, which is playing in League One. And if the if the wonderful benefit comes back to them of playing in the Championship, then they'll get another six million quid and get on with it, won't they? Because they'll get the, t- the distribution money relevant to the Championship. Yeah. It's not ideal, but at least we're seeing the EFL have some forward thinking by putting an interchangeable plan in place because if they do have to enact it, right, at right. least they've laid the foundation. It's sad and, and it's challenging and, and I just hope for the supporters of those clubs and for the good of football that the right decision is made and, and that whatever rules and regulations are in place are abided by and, and the outcome that ultimately happens is the right one. Derby aren't contesting the verdict, they're contesting the sanction. Yeah, Derby aren't saying, outrageous, how dare you? The principle of what you're saying is fundamentally wrong. We've done nothing wrong. They're saying, we'll have the 100 grand fine, but we're not taking points. What's your gut instinct? What's going to happen? They'll get they'll get a points penalty. Um, they'll get two points penalties. If the, if, the, if the EFL appeal, they'll get a points penalty for breaching the amortisation rules. And they'll get a points penalty if, this, if, if the recalculations on their balance sheets take them above £39 million losses. They're toast. They're done. They're going to get 12 points. Which means they're down. No, they're going to start this season coming up with a 12-point penalty. So it won't be retrospective. So, you know, so Wayne Room will have a bigger excuse. Besides being a useless manager, he'll have a bigger excuse now because they've got a 12-point penalty. You know, as always, it'll be a last-minute job. <clears throat> and um, I would imagine, uh, personally, I would imagine that Derby County will be in the Championship next year. And we end today with AJ, Anthony Joshua, who has weighed in with his prediction of the upcoming trilogy fight 
between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Anthony Joshua, good afternoon. What's happening? Hey, Simon. Josh, what's going on, mate? Well, you're on, mate. You know me. I'm not going to miss. I'm going to ask you. Uh, you sick? You sick? Is it happening, mate? I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Give us something. Give us a bit of news from um, your camp. I've got to defend my title. I'm going to win because I have to. I've got no other option. And then I'm going to get on to the next fight, which is the Undisputed. So we're back on the road to Undisputed. Um, I'm supporting the Olympic boys. And then when they finish with a bang, hopefully the next fight I have will be an Undisputed fight. So it'll be so many eyes on the boxing scene, uh, 2021 and 2022. And just before you go, a prediction. Fury or Wilder? Who's going to win it? I don't mind. I don't mind. But Fury, Fury won last one, so I'll go with Fury because you're only as good as your last performance. So good luck to them both. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Euro Daily podcasty things out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. I am back at 4pm today on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show alongside my Friday husband, Mr. Darren Ben. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day in the bubble. Be safe, everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.